And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We've got both of your playoff games from Monday night covered. I am Dave DeFore. Joining me as he is every Tuesday, my man Trevon Edwards. Trey, the playoffs are here. It's the, our first playoff ding. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's get it. All right. Well, we got game two in Milwaukee, Bucks Heat. And um, the score was a little bit different than game one, Trey. Indicators were pointing this way that, that Milwaukee was just a better team. And this game, they looked like it. 132 98. They blew them out. They blew out the Heat, Trey. It was never even close. The Bucks came out of the gate. Just, I mean, you can't even say they punched him in the mouth. They kind of shot him in the mouth with a bazooka. And Miami never recovered, Trey. Yeah, I mean, they started off lethargic. They felt like they can go bucket for bucket. And, you know, the Bucks got hot early. And when I mean hot early, 48 <laughs> in the first, like, that's rare. And, you know, obviously the game is made of runs, but that was too deep for them to even try to return. And it, it kind of stayed at 30 for the longest. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Trey, look, we've got bad luck on our show. You and I... We just attract these games and, you know, we start texting in the middle of it and you were like, oh, I feel like I got to run an errand. And that's literally what it seemed like was happening during this game. What was going on with Miami? They could not get it going again. Man, I don't even know where to start. Honestly, I just think that they got Giannis going. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing. They got physical and just the shooting and everything from Milwaukee. Like I I think that they, they felt like they had like a comfort. Bam wasn't playing like how you were supposed to. Jimmy... I'm not even going to leave him out of this. Like, he he was not good at all, just ineffective in his situation. And, you know, obviously, Brian Forbes, like, <laughs> having another game. And, I mean, in the regular season, I kind of seen that against the Nets where, you know, he had you know he had some shooting. And he's been solid off the bench as far as energy and stuff like that. So, once he gets it going, like, you know, they let him, they let him go. And, I mean, you've seen how many shots he made. Oh, my God. Well, him and Pat Connaughton were insane off the bench tonight. And this is the kind of production that we were all worried Milwaukee wasn't going to be able to find. Who's going to come off the bench and give them a couple of points? And, you know, not only those two, but Bobby Portis had 11. But combined, 11 of 18 from three for Bryn Forbes and Pat Connaughton. And when you get that kind of production out of your role players, you have to blow out the other team. Because otherwise, you're wasting those opportunities. 22 of 53 from three overall for the Bucks for 41.5%. And, Trey, we talked about this on Buds. They weren't going to shoot 16% from three again. Like, Miami had to be ready for a normal or above-average shooting night, and Miami just couldn't match them. Eight for 28 from three. Just seemed like no one could get anything going. You mentioned Jimmy Butler, who went two of nine in game one from three. He didn't take a single three in this game, Trey. I'm going to ask you, and look, it's Jimmy Butler, so you know I'm walking carefully here, but did it seem like he was a little bit scared to go look for that three-point shot? I'm not suggesting that he fears it, but he doesn't want to take it. No, 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 not at all. I mean, once you're giving up 48 points in the first, I didn't think I was going to see too much of him dig. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Spove is going to kind of 
work things around and see who could spark something. And it, it just never got sparked, even trying to get frustrated. You know, I think Ariza had like a hard foul on Giannis and that looked kind of crazy. But like these, these dudes packed it in. They just ready to get back to Miami. And it's not quitting, but it's more so like, yeah, they got this one. And, you know, Miami's a good team and they respond pretty well. But the Bucks are too good of a team to to lax up on. And I think that they have to make shots at home as well because the Bucks can I hate to use the term steal one. They could earn one easy in Miami. They can earn two and, and kind of sweep this. But obviously myself and you know others have picked the heat to win, but they're not showing that they want to win this. Is there any big stylistic change that you would make if you were Miami? I mean, we know that Coach Spolstra is just well known for being a guy who within a playoff series is going to make adjustments. He's going to keep you on your heels. What do they do in game three differently that hasn't happened in the first two games? Defend. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's all. I mean, at, at this point, you know, they are still riding the high off of the bubble still riding the high off of last and this is not last year this is a different bucks team guys are stepping up they got more heart they got guys you know what i mean like Giannis doesn't have to do solely all everything on his own i'm not saying like they just have this super team but they got guys that can really contribute and fill it up so they have to realize that and i think that's the thing because you know miami has this chip on the shoulder because they have jimmy butler and he's the identity of like hmm all right, whatever, you know, like, we'll respond. I do think that they're going to come out, you know, playing better, but they just cannot, cannot lax up on this team. Drew Holiday was a game high plus 37 in this game. Needless to say, this is a different Milwaukee Bucks team. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Game two of uh, just, I mean, just a really fun playoff night, theoretically, that wound up, Trey, not being as much fun. We kind of got two blowouts. The Nuggets win this one. 128 to 109. Before we jump into the game, and Trey, you know I normally don't like to do this. I don't want to be the guy that comes in and complains about the refs, but I need to complain about the refs because this game I thought was atrocious down the stretch. It took in an incredible amount of time to finish this game. And I couldn't imagine trying to play through this sort of disruption. Let's run through some stats. Okay. The referees in this game called 52 personal fouls. There were 58 free throws attempted. There were four technical fouls and there were two flagrants. Trey, at what point do you just need to let some of this stuff go just to get the game rolling again? It, it just seemed like they lost track of what was happening, you know, on the court. We needed to get it moving. Yeah, I mean, games get mugged up, but like it's a flow. You know what I mean? Like I think the thing about officiation sometimes, it, sometimes they're not going to call anything and sometimes it's going to be a star of the show and call a lot. At this point, to credit, you know, Denver's impact, I mean, alone, I really don't even know how to, how, how it could even win any better, you know what I mean, letting it flow or not, because no one wins regardless if they just miss calls or they, don't, or they do make calls. 
it's just one of those long ones that they stretched out, and this was the deluxe edition of a, a playoff basketball game. Well, speaking of a deluxe edition, Nikola Jokic, the presumptive MVP, was plus size in this game. 38 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Still a pretty low number of assists for, for Jokic and what we're used to. But the game plan for Portland coming into this game, they said, they I mean, they said it early and often. We're going to make Jokic score and beat us. And I'm sorry, Trey, but are they not looking at the guys playing with Jokic? I mean, <laughs> this Denver roster is just injured. They don't have a starting NBA guard in their rotation. Jokic is the only guy that can score right now. This seems like a mistake, and he he really put it on him tonight. I take this challenge to Portland's bench. That's they the game one, the one that they that they earned was more so focused on the bench. You know what I mean? Like having big games from you know Simons and you know other guys contributing, and, and not so much this time. And then also, I think Stotts trying to prove something about. Just more so locking in and focusing on Jokic having like the matchup. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good. And and he proved it. And he proved why he's basically the MVP of this league. And just showed him. You know what I mean? And like and that's you can't win those you can't win those ball games trying to to match up and say, Oh, well, whatever. We're gonna just like trust the man and and put this guy on him. Like it doesn't work that way. They should have used the the tools and things that worked in the first game. Yeah, I mean, he was way too much for Nurkic and Cantor in this game. Just absolutely dominated from the jump. And and Denver led this bell to bell. I mean, it was, you mentioned it, it was sort of a blowout. It felt like it might get close and then it was over. The only reason it even really got close is because Damian Lillard had an incredible first half and just an insane second quarter. He finished the first half. He had 32 points and eight threes. He wound up finishing the game, nine threes overall, 42 points. The turning point, Trey, was Coach Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets finally brought Shaq Harrison off the bench to try to lock down Dame, and they actually did force the ball out of his hands a few times, and it seemed to work. And then in the third, they switched over to Aaron Gordon, and it seemed like the size bothered him a little bit, much better than having you know five foot nine Facundo Campazzo on him. Dame got that thing going, and I really thought like, okay, we might see something there, but. Again, basketball teams and adjustments and at you know whether home or not, you know what I mean? Like, teams are good. I mean, I think for this matchup today in general, everybody was chippy. And I like to see that as far as, you know, playoff basketball. It gets away from guys. But the thing is, is too, it's like when you fire up the wrong guy and, you know what I mean, or, or, or guys are making comments and, you know, and all those things. And I, I felt like the Nuggets really felt, like, all right, <laughs> y'all got one, but don't think that y'all going to, you know, basically get this, you know, still a series. And I think once the assistant coach, you know, Nate Tibbetts came over there and, and kind of, you know, jeffed at, at, at some of the players, that was it. That got it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Melo pushing. That got everybody going and it just fired them up. And sometimes that's all you need. And that's what helped the Nuggets in the situation. Just kind of just get it rolling. All right, well, quick picks before we wrap up. Uh, we got Bucks Heat Game 3 in Miami. Who are you taking, Trey? I actually like Milwaukee in this. I mean, I know I picked, I know I picked the Heat to, you know, to win a series, but I like I like Milwaukee in this. I'm not sure what, they, what adjustments they make on Giannis. He's just playing just crazy basketball right now. Yeah, and then uh, what about Blazers, Nuggets, Game 3 in Portland? Who you got? I like Portland. I like Portland for that. 
Yeah, I, I might be with you there. I think this one could go back and forth the rest of the way. We, we might wind up with seven. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the shows we got over at The Athletic and on The Athletic Podcast Network. If you haven't already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and do it now. Thank you guys again, as we do every morning, for waking up with us. We love you. Thank you for listening. Trey, send them to work. Ding, ding. <laughs>